This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. That long day behind you, good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping, that'll bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open, you'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bed love. The talk. Madison, then some to talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Here we come. And welcome to Talk of the Tavern. Let's hear it for you guys. That's right. Look how awesome you guys are. Anyhow, um, tonight's topic will be forever young or immature. We'll get to that in a few minutes. I want to let you know who I am, but before I do that, I'm going to let you know it's an adult show with adult language topics and humor. If that's an issue, please exit stage left. Why were you on the stage anyway? It's not your damn show. And we don't need your drama. It's a comedy. So, I am Travis I. Sivart, author. You can find my books at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Travis Books. You can find all of our podcasts at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Travis Podcast. And you can find merch for all the podcasts and the Tavern Society at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Tavern Merch, or Tavern Merch 2 with the number 2 at the end. Okay. So go buy shit. That's right. That's right. Rep your fam, yo. I feel like there's so many missing syllables there. But anyhow... Yeah, my vices tonight are a uh, reasonably decent bourbon and a good pipe full of some dark cherry Cavendish, my current favorite. And now I want to turn this over to the awesome and the incredible Andrea for her to tell us. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm going to tell you some stuff. Andrea LaChat here. Um, I'm starting a new blanket with some new yarn. That is my vice. But, of course, I have a glass of tea and a container of mints because that's how I roll. How about you, Ed? Hey, folks. It's me, Ed. I'm sitting here. I'm eating pickled beans and drinking Pinot Noir. And I'll talk every now and then, maybe. Possibly. You're eating pickled what? Green beans? Beans. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to try I'd like those. to try one. 
I need to try one. <laughs> I missed one. I, I tried pickled. It wasn't asparagus. It was okra, pickled okra, and it was so much better than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've had like you know pickled green tomatoes. Those were incredible. How much salt are? Can you pickle stuff without using salt? Yes. Because I've got to do it with no salt, otherwise I'm going to die. Oh yeah, just vinegar. You can just use vinegar and whatever pickling seasoning spices. Nice. Excellent. Okay, for everybody who is listening to us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk, I want to remind you guys to post your vices and what you're enjoying right now in chat. Let us know. And also, keep in mind, we're recording a podcast here, so we might not read each and every comment unless if it's very relevant or very entertaining or some combination thereof. Um, for everybody listening to us via podcast, we do have a live audience streaming with us in chat that we read comments off. That noise right there means I want to read a comment, though I almost never use it. I just read it out anyway. And then um, I guess we should get a little bit about the topic at this point in time. Forever young or immature. Ed brought up the concept after having a conversation with somebody he works with about now now we've always frequently talked about our kids staying home longer is it taking them longer to become adults and we've talked about that and we might touch on it again here but this topic is specifically for us folks who the children are old enough to move out of the house at this point so we're back into our own second childhood to some people midlife whatever you want to look at it as but as ed put it in in, in his concept pitch, we get excited about Star Wars and superheroes at our age. Mm. Did our parents work this way, or are we just less mature than they were? So, Ed, since... Or are, are, are we less mature, or are we just enjoying life longer? Mm-hmm. I, I want to say I'm just enjoying life longer. Of course, that's what you say, you immature little bastard. You got damn right. <laughs> you got to defend that shit. So, any uh, thoughts on this to begin with, Andrea? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I just found it interesting. I mean, this did come about with conversation coworkers travis said because he and i were getting excited about some movie or tv show or something and then it just hit me you know i look back on the years with my dad mm-hmm. people that would have been my grandparents age and it's like i don't really remember seeing them getting this excited about something i mean my dad would have looked at superhero movies and science fiction is crap that's mm-hmm. crap you know, and hell, you tell me a new Star Wars movie is coming out, and I was like, when? I hope I survive long enough to see it, you know, because I am getting old now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, somebody just redeemed something. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned it off because we don't tend to worry about that stuff when doing the podcast okay. here. 
but yeah, I was just uh, curious. It's like, are we immature? So Babouche says, I don't know about your parents, but I do know that most of the good shows and the basis for a lot of good shows started in the 90s. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear you think that. So I understand where older people would enjoy and get excited about watching them and new entries of shows. See, I remember great shows and movies starting in the 70s. Now there's been crap all the way. Well, hello, Clown. <laughs> we are recording a live podcast here, or live doing a live recording of the podcast, so we may not get to all the comments, just so you know. Welcome to the tavern, though. Here's you. We forgot to do thanks an opening for, toast, by the way. Yeah, we did, so we thanks can do for that now. by. Well, why? Let's hear. Let's uh, see what we got. Anybody got a toast real quick? No, but there should be one somewhere. There it is. A society grows great when old man plant trees in whose shade they shall never sit. Pine Lord suggested okay. yeah, yeah. that's an old Greek proverb. Yeah, that's, that's Interesting. good there. So there you go. Um, well, mm -hmm. no, yeah, go ahead, that was a good one. I was going to say, maybe it's not because we're more immature or young or whatever. I think that maybe we didn't see our previous generation's parents, grandparents, or whatever, get excited the way we do now is because that's just not how they were now. It's more emotion-based. Everybody's allowed to show their feelings where back then, a lot of times, no. I think, I think that's a possibility, but I also think we don't show the same face <clears throat> to our children that we show our peers, even our adult well, children. True. We're more reserved right. with them. We, we feel that there is an image we need to project of stability and calm so, and I think possibly even more so for our parents or grandparents' generation, especially the, our grandparents who went through World War II and came out the other mm -hmm. side. They had to remain calm and carry on no matter what. And getting excited wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do. By the way, I want to read Joe's comment here. I don't know if this relates. <laughs> Give me a second, Ed, and then voice that thought. Cause it, <laughs> either that or else... Uh, Mute your mic and pass the gas. One of the two. Um, Joe says, I don't oh. know if this relates, but the last time I got excited about a video game and told my mom about it, she just asked me, how old are you? Implying that I'm too old for video games. I think I was in my early 20s at that time. Now, Joe, I think you're closer to two more decades beyond that at this point, if I'm not mistaken. And I could be mistaken. He could be 23 for all I fucking well. know. Yeah, Andrea. Or Ed. I, I, <laughs> I mentioned the <laughs> reservations in excitement levels for our grandparents. Mm. Andrea? Well, I was going to say, all right, so I don't, I, I get excited. I get, the way some people are about the movies, I am like that with dressing up. I like to do mm -hmm. costumes. I like to do, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm very excited about it. 
and and plain. I'm an adult. I can afford to buy the stuff to, you know, I couldn't as a child or whatever. So I get excited and I've been told before, oh, you need to grow up. You need to quit playing dress up. You need to quit doing whatever it is I do. You know, in the answer to that, though, I think our parents' generation and before, they had times where they get dressed up. Now, when people show up at job interviews, they're in their nice T-shirt and I won't even say jeans without holes because they paid $70 for the fucking jeans with holes. So they're in their expensive clothes, but they're not necessarily nice. And I think there's... Don't a... get me started on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be a whole new show. Um, but I think your dressing up is just, it's something missing, getting excited about dressing up because it's not always a costume you're excited about dressing in. It's your fancy clothes. Sure, they might be from the That's 30s. That's a costume for me. It is. It is. And Ed, I saw you nodding along with that. Do you want to add anything to... Well, the dressing up, the moment she said that, that really clicked with me because, as you know, Travis, I've reenacted mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> Pretty much from that the was first century forward. My dad just never really understood or comprehended any of that. Why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your money? You know, he just... It was beyond him. But something you said earlier about World War II, you know, my father was born in 34, so he was a Depression baby mm-hmm. and then remembers World War II. And I would think, and I'm just being a psychiatrist here, that anybody that had gone through those years would have had a greater appreciation for things later on and would have gotten more excitable. But it was just... I don't know, work and come home and get ready to work again, you know? Um, yeah, he drank, he got drunk with the guys, watched a football game, baseball game or whatever, but no real true excitement there. And, and everyone around me about his age or older, I I, I, I remember back and yeah, it's, I don't know, we're different. And it oh, could be he's just wired that way. Because some people are wired serious. Some people are wired comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, other people is, you know, are somewhere in between. I'm wired comedic in a small group. In a large group, I tend to get very, you know, calm and serious. Because whatever reason. Which it's always fun to say that, you know, when we're broadcasting to however many mm-hmm. are out there listening mm-hmm. to the podcast after the live stream. So here's what I'll suggest. I think our parents did get excited, but in other ways. Uh, a lot of our fathers and grandfathers, because of the era. Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard it on the other side of my bedroom walls. So hey. I really got excited. <laughs> um, but a good Clint Eastwood movie, um, a good football game, you know, politics still they'd still get all riled up and excited anything that you Elvis. what's that elvis elvis for our grandmothers my my grandmother loves some elvis and john wayne for the men and the women and mm-hmm. uh how about any show that your father would go Shh. now it might have been the evening news <laughs> whatever it, it might have been mm-hmm. the evening news, or it might have been a, a movie, you know, as we were kids and HBO was just coming out, and they're going to watch a movie. Oh, yeah. 
Or how about wrestling? After hours. Did you have a wrestling dad? Oh. No. Um, mm-hmm. Are you kidding? We still have rabbit ears in my house. We didn't get that shit. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, well, my great grandmother, she was a wrestling fan. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I yeah. just imagine a so, little wiry old lady screaming at the gripping her apron, standing up halfway out of her chair. She had her little bottle of snuff and she had her wrestling. What else? <laughs> Nobody got anything oh, right now? I don't... I'm choking. Sorry about that. But it, it seemed like there was a cutoff age, though, for being allowing yourself to get excited about stuff when I was a kid. I mean, you know, it's like that's a childish game. Don't do that. Don't get excited about that no more. Um, you're older now, you know. I don't remember my dad getting excited about too much of anything once he was past the age of 45. Hmm. You know, I'm thinking back to my mother. And, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Now, my mother was very much, you know, the... She liked dressing up and going to the theater. That sounds fancy. <clears throat> We're actually pretty poor. So it was a special thing to, <laughs> to wear your fancy clothes and go somewhere and do something. And she enjoyed doing that. But, yeah, once she hit kind of where I'm at now. I don't ever remember her getting excited mm-hmm. about anything besides the next six pack of beer. <laughs> well, everybody's got their thing. Okay, but Bush makes a good point here. I'm sorry to interrupt there, Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also the fact that was uh, so-called nerd culture was sort of taboo as opposed to now, where when it's considered mainstream, we've been allowed to take those things from my childhood, comics, action movies, and they've grown with us. They've matured with us. They have expanded mm-hmm. into so much more than they were when we were kids. So we're able to do more with them now and be passionate about them still. And as for the dressing up, again, as our culture got to a point where technology has made life easier and quicker and faster, we have more variety, more availability as population has grown and arts have grown. And then as we've become a possibly too sensitive culture, but a more sensitive culture, we're allowed to express ourselves, whereas previously a man had to be a man and you couldn't go get excited about shit. (laughs) And a lady had to be reserved. You couldn't just go screaming in the streets. But now we can catch a a person our age or older at a heavy metal concert screaming right along with it. Because they were there Mm. when it was born. (laughs) Right. These are things they've fed time, money, energy, and interest into for 40, 50, or more years. This is their baby grown up. Like Star Wars for us. Um, Hmm. Joe says, I think it's great because we can take our nerd fantasies and figure out how to make a living with them. Not all of Mm -hmm. our parents can comprehend that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And right now we yeah. could call Talk of the Tavern a nerd fantasy. Oh, absolutely. All 100%. I, yeah, all I wanted back in 2007 when I started this is to be able to hang out with a couple people and talk about the topics that interest me. And here we are, you know, 14 years later. That's what we do. Yeah. Are we... How do I want to phrase this? Are we more irresponsible? Hmm. Let's look at that. Let's look at how we do with jobs, because this is something Ed and I have discussed. I don't remember it was on air, but how hard it is to go to work some days. Whereas it never mm-hmm. seemed to be difficult on the surface to our parents' generation. But if you watched how bitter and angry and serious they were <laughs> every fucking day. Whereas Ed and I now enjoy going out and working in the yard. It's a delight. It's a pleasure. It's a break from work. <laughs> And it's well, yeah, Andrew. If you if you look, I, I'm gonna bring the like the 50s up or whatever. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen on TV, I'm going by movies and shows. You know, the um, the the guy going out and doing the mowing and things that was his escape. Or the, so mm-hmm. that was kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the bathroom. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, my dad would take his pipe to the bathroom and be in the bathroom for hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, you know, with technology and the different things, we have different types of escapes. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of people are still not wanting to go to work and do the adult thing and, and everything, but we have different escapes now. See, I think... So. They just didn't have the escapes. They didn't realize it was an option to go, I hate my job. Right now, any of us go, we hate our job. We know we have to go to work, but we know there's another mm. fucking job out there. Mm. Okay. And, but, yeah. But but also, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at two communi- computer monitors. I'm looking at a computer I'm looking at a whole bunch of DVDs. I'm looking at a whole bunch of CDs. I'm looking at my model collection. I'm looking at my action figure collection. And I guess where that's where I'm asking. Yeah, yes, I enjoy all this stuff, and it makes me happy. I get pleasure from it. But I, I think about my dad. He never would have spent the money on that stuff. So what? are we being more irresponsible by buying... What did he Those spend things, money on? It was on the house, cars, food, the bills. <laughs> like, he had a cool car? Hmm? Like, he had a cool car? Oh, no. Practical car. He bought a new a new car every six years, and it was a practical car. And back in those days, okay, you paid off a car in three or four years, right. not six or eight years. Right. But... <laughs> I think a lot of that may be with the economy and jobs and the pay and credits. A lot more people credit. have credit now. Credit. So, well, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of it can be irresponsible, but a lot of it is you have those things because you enjoy them. And a lot of people now, they're allowing themselves to get things they enjoy, where before it was all about the family. I don't think 
I don't think he would allow himself to do that. Mm. So I had the pipe in the bathroom. It, and yes, Joe, that's the reason why he took the pipe to the bathroom for the incense, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> Babouche says, from my perspective, <clears throat> if I had to go to a job every day for a number of years, but only be able to pay for necessities and nothing else, I'd enjoy no hobbies. I'd be bitter and angry, too. Um, yeah, and that was my dad. Well, the thing is, Ed, you've known me for over 20 years at this point, and you've seen me at times where I can pretty much only pay for necessities, but oh, yeah. the necessity, or when I do have a little bit extra to spend, I spend it very carefully and specifically tabletop role-playing games. This is a thing you can play for years on one expenditure. Um, mm -hmm. A DVD collection instead of cable. Cable is throwaway money. DVDs, I have a library of entertainment that I can go back to at any point. You have it, right. Um, when we look at the stuff that I purchase, I decorate my house instead of utilitarian. I don't have a lot of knickknacks and brick-brack and collectibles, but I paint that wall a different color so it feels different, and the decor I put up on it is something I will enjoy for years instead of a trinket from the mall or Disney World or whatever. Yeah. Um, so perhaps... I have trinkets. You do. You do. Um, because, all right, so for me, when I was younger, we were poor. I didn't have a lot of things. Now I have a lot of things because I can afford it. <laughs> and I like it. But to get back to your original question... Maybe we are a bit more immature. Okay. Maybe. But I think everybody has a hobby. Maybe it's sports for our parents. Um, maybe it's going out once a week to dinner. I don't know if your parents did that at all, Ed. Went out without the kids. Uh, How many kids were in your family, by the way? Um, it was four of us. Yeah. I had one. <clears throat> Andrea had one. <laughs> We've got my brother and sister more. were eight and nine years older mm -hmm. than I was, so they were out of the house and gone uh, for quite some time. And it, the habits didn't get any better; they they got worse. But only one kid can be expensive. How long has it been since you've been paying for a kid in your house, Ed? Been a little bit. Never. Right. <laughs> Whereas, uh, I tell you what, Andrea and I have definitely realized the financial difference once we're no longer paying for a kid. It's amazing how much more f money frees up. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. when my kid got his own place and I don't have to deal with it anymore, oh my God, I have a car and it runs every day. <laughs> and the I mean, I took. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no. I took my mother out for her first steak dinner when I was in high school. My dad had never even taken her out for a steak dinner. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe the economy has changed too. Credit could be part of that because credit is definitely different now than 30 years Cre ago. Credit is a big part of that, I believe. Um, yeah. I think that's a big part. Yeah. 
It's basically the American dream is to get so much credit that you're going to well, owe till the day you're dead. Well, and the thing is... While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. A lot of people didn't go to college, um, say like 40, 50 years ago, maybe even 30, but now everybody's going because it's so accessible. And the, everybody's like, here's, here's some money. You can pay us back later. Yeah. <laughs> or not at all. Well, they expect you to That's pay back. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just a show called Extending Credit. Hmm, <laughs> this is an interesting thing. This is a fair point, and this could branch into a lot. But Boo says, I also noticed a thing about parents where they want the kids to grow up and start their own lives, but they also don't want them to leave because they actually love having them around, and that affects their mentality. My mother was the I mean, I told this story earlier today. At 13, my mother went, get out, walk out that door right now, and don't come back till you have a job. And right. I returned however many hours later, and I said, I have a job. And my mother went, great, now you can start paying me. And right. down the road, three years later, I moved out on my own at age 16 because I was paying an equal share of everything. I was buying mm -hmm. my own food, my own toilet paper, my own clothes, my own haircuts. My parents didn't pay for that. Mm -hmm. um, and I went, huh, it costs, it's cheaper to live on my own because I can get a cheaper place in this place my mother has. And I moved out. Um, but now, yeah, you see a lot of parents going, you're okay. You don't have to leave at 18. Stay here through college. Stay here after. And it doesn't have, in the old world, in the old country, <laughs> it was a habit to keep the kids in the house till they got married and moved out to make their own family. And then 20 years mm -hmm. later, the parents moved back in with them to be taken care of through their old age. We don't have yeah, they don't that do anymore. No. Mm -mm. Ed, you're the exception. <laughs> you took care of your parents in their old age. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that would come up because when I had this conversation with, with my coworker, mm -hmm. that was also something else that came up as a part of that conversation. Now, I didn't have it like you did. My dad's rule was 18, you pay rent, unless you're gonna to go to college. If you're gonna to go to college, you can save your money to go to college. Other than that, you pay rent. Well, I joined the Marine Corps, so I paid rent until I went into the Marine Corps. My wife, at 16 years old, just like you, Travis, her mother's rule at 16, you pay rent. So she and her two sisters figured out, hey, she's taking half our paycheck. The three of us can get an apartment and we'll have more money. So guess what they did, mm -hmm. you know? Whereas parents today, not so much. <laughs> I think the difference is I don't see too many 16-year-olds being able to get an apartment. Not today, no. Because of the rules and things, they don't allow it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I moved in with somebody else who had their name on the lease. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's what she did. One of her sisters was 18 and old uh, enough to get right. the apartment. Right. So, the, just... so the rules were still there, but I, I think, and I, I didn't want to turn this show into talking about the younger generation. I, I wanted to focus more on the older to us, not older us to the younger. But, but that's what the older generation did to us. <laughs> but our peer group, a lot of our peers are encouraging their kids to stay home. I'll buy you that computer. I'll buy you a car. I'll because they don't want their kids to go through what they had to a lot of times. See, I see the value of but what I that, went through. Is that healthy? Right. I was able to be self-sufficient at 16. Uh, it didn't allow my day and age either, Babouche. Well, I think there. I think it should be a case by case basis because some parents they they may have their kids stay at home and give them the things to help them thrive mm -hmm. and, and do better, and the kid will go along with it and thrive and do better. But then there's some that'll just keep taking and be like, "Oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm mm -hmm. getting handed everything," and then. When they have to go out on their own, there is like a big reality check. Right. Like, what do you mean I have to work for it? What do you mean I can't just say no and get right. it anyway? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And this is a danger. Now, moving back to us, I think maybe because of the changes in the world and also our kind of, I don't want to say harsh upbringing, but stringent upbringing, maybe. You know, where we mm -hmm. had to work for what we have. We have been working this long. I'll be damned if I'm going to be miserable. If I'm going to be miserable every day, I'm going to find a way to end it. If I can't <laughs> wake up and look forward to living another day, what's the fucking point? You know, but... True. So I'm going to collect the movies I want or the action figures I want or the video game that I want or the live stream and write a book. And this is what's going to bring me joy. I'm going to have more cats than any person probably should have because they bring me happiness and joy every day. I'm going to buy the fancy clothes to dress up in. And, and I'm going to go stupid places like a seven-year-old. I'm going to go to the zoo and be excited to run to the next enclosure to see what critter is there. And I do that. Um, I do that. Yeah, because that's the beauty of life. So, yeah, maybe we are a little more immature, but I think it's partially accessibility, but also largely because we don't want to just survive and be miserable through it. Mm. And because what's the point? There's no value in that. There's no positivity. There's nothing to make you happy there. I, I'd like to think it's healthier. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not doing the addiction thing, and I'm not even pointing at drugs and alcohol, I'm... Oh, no, you're right, exactly, yeah. The addiction thing of I'm just doing this to to survive or to escape from my reality. Um, yeah, Babouche says, finding that childlike wonder and passion is a great thing as far as I'm concerned. And I, I think there's a lot of... I read vampire novels, Anne Rice, other writers, and... One thing in Anne Rice's books in particular, 
she has an older vampire find a brand new vampire and kind of latch on to them because as they went into a torpor or a sleep or a comatose sort of state for a couple decades or a hundred years, they'd wake back up in a brand new world and they have to reconnect with that world and reinvent themselves and find a reason to go on with their eternal life. I kind of look like look at every 15 or 20 years of my life that way, where I have to reevaluate and redirect myself to move forward for another decade or two, different from how I was. I have to find a different reason to do what I'm doing. And if that's immature, I don't care. I will <laughs> pee on your lawn if I want to. <laughs> No, he pees on his own lawn. I do. So yeah. it's okay. Just pee off my back deck. <laughs> and you go in a little sideways walking thing so the raccoons know not to cross that line, don't you? Damn raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> or other creatures, not just raccoons. <laughs> For those that don't know, it has a history with raccoons. <laughs> they came for him. <laughs> they did. They were trying to cancel you. Something. Oh, wait, <laughs> this is why I think you ever go into somebody's house, one of your age group, and, and just for any listeners out there, I'm basically talking about 40 to 60 year old age group, um, who have no kids, and you walk into their house, and their house has no personality. It has stuff, it has things, but it doesn't show you them. You ever seen that in your friend? Or maybe not a friend, I'm guessing with a friend, you, you're drawn to personality and individuality. Who has, has had no kids or just doesn't have kids in the home now? Either. Generally the second, but... No kids in the home? Oh, I don't know. I've walked into people's houses. Um, one of Andrea's friends who... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me raise a glass to Draken <laughs> official <laughs> there. Here's a 16-month pod. Draken 26 pod. Draken 26. Thank you, Draken. Okay. And we're... Draken 26 pod. Draken 26 pod. Hold on. On the podcast, guys. Forgive it. It's the uh, announcement thing here. Draken 26 pod. They put up like eight of these things. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you for that resubscribe. Appreciate that. Here's to you with your 16 months in a row. It's all good. How you doing? Hey. And everybody, that's uh, just, you know, speaking of this topic of all things, that's my son right there who will be turning 18 in, uh, well, depending how you want to look at it, in about 27 hours. <laughs> 26 oh, well, yeah, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting old there. Yeah. So, uh, to go on with the topic, I've walked into Andrea, uh, the one friend, I don't know if you caught who I was referring to, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but I walk into their house and there's no personality. It is white walls. It is maybe a shelf mm. with like a few bric-a-brac and they have a hobby, but not yes. really anything they're passionate about, like something they just kind of do. 
and you look at it and you go, what are you, what are you living for? What are you doing? Yes. And what they're living for is to go online and like a, 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 another show where we talked about people who just like to dig out the gossip and spend hours going through 10 years of Twitter to find that one thing to wreck other people's lives. They've got nothing to live for. They're not living for themselves. They're, they're living for drama of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about, Ed. Our generation yeah, when, has these people too. We just don't hang out with when them. When you said the white walls, I was like, oh, yes, I have. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, let's see here. Let me do this real quick too. Yeah, I don't understand white walls. Even in places that where I, I couldn't paint because of the lease or whatever, this stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've told people who are like, oh, I can't paint my walls. I'm like, go buy a blanket and pin it to the wall. Go right. buy a, a sheet of color and make it look like a tent. Whatever. Yeah. Well... You've seen when we you saw my place when I had a place, um, tapestries and flowers and this stuff and that you know just stuff everywhere. And if you're mm-hmm. in a place and it's temporary, um, I bought some inexpensive puzzles, put them together, taped them up, hung them on the wall. When I moved, right in the trash. There you go. There, there's things you could do. That's another show. And I think it's all about just just learning how to enjoy life. And yeah, that feels a little immature when you have this bland black and white history from our parents. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's joy to be found in the small things. Whether you have money to spend or you have almost nothing, there's ways to do it. And, I mean, being a broke-ass motherfucker, I have taken Andrea out on a $4 date. He did. For my birthday a couple years ago. And it was like eight hours. And we were busy the whole time. We went to Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond, which is a beautiful cemetery. We went to an art museum that was free, um, which was about three miles from that. And then we went to the Bird Theater, which plays second-run movies for two bucks a pop. But it's like a 1940s theater with the Wurlitzer that comes up from the floor and they play it. Two dollars a ticket. Yeah. Now, we did go out for lunch, which increased the price, but that wasn't part of the plan. That was an option (laughs) that we chose to to go into, but it wasn't... um, yeah, Babush, it was really nice. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, Andrea paid for the food on her birthday. I did because I'm like, I want this. Right. I want to go to this Thai restaurant. Right. She wanted to eat Thai food that day. And we're like, okay. And she's like, I'll cover it. Come on. I'm like, okay. So it can be done is my point. Um, mm-hmm. For anybody that says, I don't have enough money. You've got food in your fridge of some sort. Put it in a Walmart bag and go to a fucking park. You know? Oh yeah, that's that's one of our favorite things to do here. Yeah. Well, Ed, you do camping. Yeah, but even mm-hmm. when we don't camp, just mm-hmm. packing a lunch and going up on the drive and 
sitting at mm -hmm. one of the overlooks and having lunch. It's cheap, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not hard to find something to do, um, you know. Well, like, mm -hmm. you don't even have to go anywhere, so you don't have gas money or whatever. We've had a day we pulled out all the games and made a blanket fort and played games. Right. Picnic on the floor. And if you want a game that you can play again and again and not get tired of, go find something like Magic the Gathering. Spend $20 when you can to get new cards. Um, or, you know, if you like classic board games, and once every three months, spend, and they cost 40 to $60 now, which is the cost of one video game, and most people have many video games now. But you go spend 40 to $60 on a board game a couple times a year, after two years, you've got well, a pretty decent selection. You can go to a thrift store and get it even cheaper. Or, you know, get Monopoly. That game, I, I know it lasts like five, six hours. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. that was one of the things I was also thinking about. I, I, I remember as a little kid, mm -hmm. the family would play Monopoly. But again, it was somewhere between 40 and 45. Parents didn't get involved in Monopoly anymore. We ain't got time for that. <laughs> I think it's because humans go through a natural cycle, and around that age, somewhere between, you know, let's just say between 40 and 50, they hit a point. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Babush. I'm not a Monopoly fan. I'll play it with people I like, but then again, I'll play Fortnite with people I like. So, But I don't like either game. I just like playing with people. But I think human beings hit a point around 45 give or take five years where they have to readjust their joy for life because their priorities mm -hmm. are shifting the kids are getting grown and or independent or already gone depending who you are and what age you're at and you have to figure out why are you putting your feet on the floor every morning is it to just go through the motions that you've been doing for 20 plus years or are you going to have a reason to come home and smile at night. What are you doing? <laughs> Joe's comment is amusing enough for me to read it. I hate Monopoly. I always go broke, but I do like the metal top hat. <laughs> That's why you become the banker. Because things happen. Funds get shifted around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's called embezzlement. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Ed, speaking about superheroes, I'm going to mention Daredevil again. It's still on Netflix. Sure. Um, the oh, Kingpin, in season one and <gasps> season three, the Kingpin, especially in season three, especially in season, this is Lex Luthor done right. Like, you know how we're always like, why is he... Not just this brain. Not necessarily Babouche. I'm just saying they played the character right. Um, I'm not going to give anything yeah. away. I'm not going to tell you how he does it. <clears throat> but he's got... He is the spider in the center of the web. No, I'm saying Kingpin. Wilson Fisk in the Marvel Universe is the way they should have done Lex Luthor in Superman movies or TV shows. Um, he's just... He's a mastermind, borderline, definitely sociopath, possibly psychopath. Um, but just, it's beautifully done to where every time the good guys think they've got the advantage, 
he's already like three oh, steps no. ahead. See? Yeah. You fucking immature motherfuckers getting excited about this damn superhero uh-huh. shit. See? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the villain. The super villain, that's right. Because as we know oh. from Batman, <laughs> what's a superhero without a good villain? <laughs> um, which Superman never... He had like these what should have been impressive villains, but I think the most interesting villain villain was like Solomon Grundy, uh, mm-hmm. um, um, Bizarro, you know, the, the big <laughs> dumb ones yeah, were the most interesting, um, like Brainiac <laughs> and Lex Luthor, eh. See, Babush, I'm with you. Babush says, call me a baby because I love all that. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, have, you, have you watched Gotham, Ed? I haven't seen a single episode, no. It's worth oh. a watch. Now, each, like uh, Star Trek Discovery, I can pick out flaws in each season. See, and that's the problem with me. I have to balance my geekiness along with, like, real-life dramas, because I like them, too. Mm. So, you know, I can't watch it all. <laughs> well, I love how they did Solomon Grundy in it. I, um, Penguin, they made him into the... He was another criminal mastermind well, with psychological I've... issues. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. I love how Gossam portrayed Penguin, the Penguin, from the, you know the beginning on oh my god i just i love the development of that character i love how they did that and as i said i can pick out each season and go okay they failed on this but all in all and by the way it is a five season story arc so you get i've only what's that i think i've only seen three i need to go back and watch the rest um it's basically these characters you know jim gordon Penguin and a few others. It's their story, but the arc is Bruce Wayne's going from puberty to I will be the Batman. Right. And, but it's the whole patchwork quilt of everything that influenced and directed and changed him into what he would become. As well as it does highlight him in a bit and, you know, his psychological issues, but not in the way of the movies. It's with the backdrop of these other characters that he's interacting with because he doesn't have the control of an adult like any adult has control. But uh, anyhow, yeah, good villains make it. Yeah. Have you seen the recent trailer for Kenobi? No. We're going to see Darth Maul. Well, that's a given. um, Because he was just a (laughs) fan. We're going to see Darth Maul. (laughs) And by the way, I figured out Mandalorian. Mandalorian came from a meeting. They went, we need a Star Wars TV series. What's the most popular characters? And somebody went, Yoda. Somebody else went, Boba Fett. And they're like, great. How do we put them together and make a uh, a TV series? (laughs) It worked. (laughs) It did. It did. And now I'm ready to see them part ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Spoiler, if somebody hasn't seen it, at the end of season two, they part ways, and I'm ready for the Mandalorian to stand on his own without that. And then maybe the other character come back or not. Doesn't need to. Um, I don't think it needs to. No, I don't think it needs to either. Um, I'd be okay either way. Okay. Maybe when they're like 
250 instead of just 50. That's right. That's right. You know, like a teenager age, like they did with Groot. <laughs> um, so let's flip it back to the topic, wrap up the topic, and do our closing for this show. But yeah, there's our immaturity right there, guys. <laughs> well, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> to go back to the original topic of are we immature compared to our parents' generation? Probably. What's your thoughts on this, Ed, to wrap it up, to summarize what you've said? Damn straight, and I don't give a damn. <laughs> Andrea? Yeah, we probably are. Whatever. It is what it is. And here's my thoughts. I think we're doing it right. I think we're paying our bills, we're going to work, but we're coming home and we're spending our money differently. Maybe partially because yeah. of credit and overextending ourselves in that way, but <clears throat> we're holding on to what brought us joy. And we're trying to build on that and create a life that makes us want to get out of bed because we have something to look forward to in some way, in some manner. Yeah. And I think that's invaluable Velvet Bear, thank you for that Velvet follow. Thank you. Here's to you. Appreciate that. And we're going to wrap up this uh, podcast at this point in time. I'm going to uh, check the mailbag. I do want to remind everybody that you can email us with your thoughts about the topic or other topics or just birthday wishes or a message to somebody or yourself. Uh, Babusha's closing thought is, I think you are more mature in the sense that you're dealing with your responsibilities and managing to enjoy life and taking care of your mental components. That, I will toast again to that shit. That's our closing Absolutely. toast right there. Here, here, here. There we go. Thank you, Babush, for that input. Hmm. Now, all the closing stuff. You guys ready? Let's do this. Uh, I want to uh, mention the mailbag. You can email us at talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. That's talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com. Thank you for supporting this podcast and this live broadcast by picking up some of that merch, throwing bits, subscribing, hosting, rating. Our folks on Patreon, such as Triple U and Ethan Strauss, who support every month, as well as our PayPal subscribers with Musical Wizardry and Berta. And uh, don't forget to join us again or check out the other podcasts that are out there. And if you're in the live stream, make sure you hang out. Um, okay, let's do some closing music and get out of here. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for joining us for discussion shenanigans. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day. Steamy dreams every night.
This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.